Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'll stop right there, but I got so much to teach. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the word of God is the will of God. We are to, and see, we're going to be right at the very end of verse one. We'll get two and three done. The word of God is the will of God. I'm going slow because I want you to get this. So what's the will of God? Are you just saying that because you heard that? Or are you putting that in your notes right now? Yeah, somebody says, well, I don't know what the will of God is. You're saying, I don't know what the word of God is. Because the will of God is the word of God. The strength of the word is duplicity. How many times are we going to say this? Repetition is powerful. We say it over and over and over again. Oh, bro, we didn't say it too much. No, that's the problem. You're going out learning a bunch of new things and you say it one or two times a day and you feel learned. But you can't even quote the 23rd Psalms and you've seen it for 20 plus years. We should know it, right? All right, give me the first part. What? The Lord is my, I shall not, or we got to throw that in there, right? He maketh me to do what? And what? He does what? Uh huh. He leaves me beside the what? Oh, I'm gonna pray for y'all. You stay right in the middle there. You be, you get some help. Leaves me beside the still waters. He what? He restoreth my soul. So what does restore mean? He renews my mind. Restores my soul. Next. For his. Uh huh. Come on. I what? For what? Come on now. Yes, sir. Thou what? Before me? You do what? With what? Uh Uh-oh. You anoint my head with what? My cup does what? What's the rest? Uh Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. If you knew no other verse, should that set of verses be enough for your entire life? Now, those of us who know verses, we're like, oh, no, I need some more. I need some more. But if you lived in Africa or in South America or in Asia, or even in America, and you were not privy but to the 23rd Psalms, you ought to make a special you with just the 23rd Psalms. All right, give it to me again. I know we, we, got, we got work to do. We're going to get it all done. Give it to me again. Start again. Ready? Go. Pause. Who? The Lord. Say it again. The Lord. Say it one more time. Who is he to you? Oh. So who is the other shepherds? Oh, come on, preacher. There are no others. The Lord is my 
shepherd. And he's so good at shepherding. What's the next line? You will never want anybody else in the first place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I need to stand. This ain't going to work. <laughs> I will try to be obedient. But this is my, well, I can't say this is my last day of obedience. But I will have to stand from here on out. The Lord, he alone is my shepherd. I shall not want makes it a law for anyone else to walk in that office. Next. I'm with you. He makes me to lie down in what kind of pastures? What kind? Now wait. To lie down means I rest. Hebrews 4. See, this is why you can't run, Christians. I run into Hebrews 4. And there it says, therefore, it remaineth for me a rest. When he makes me to lie down, he makes me to what? Rest. You ever had an, any animal? All right, Brittany, you've had one. When she got tired of running around, what she do? That's right, she sleep. She don't care about what you got to talk about. Her world is, I have exercised enough, now I must rest, and she lays down. He makes me to lay down means he causes me to enter into a rest. And what kind of pastures? Our what? Say it again. See, put emphasis. Your brain knows this, but your soul doesn't. Your brain will know it when you have explanation to go with it. Green means productive. When the enemy wants to destroy, the scripture says, he muddies up where he puts his feet. So your grass can't be green when the enemy's involved because he muddies in up. Hallelujah. He tramples through and messes that thing up and muddies that thing up and you don't have green pastures. Next. Wait a minute. How many of y'all looking up at this screen? <laughs> you got your Bibles open. <laughs> Lord Jesus, let me teach this day. Okay, cut, bring it to me again. Okay, he didn't make me lie down in green pastures. What's next? He, oh, Lord Jesus. I start explaining, we lose it all. He leads me where? So I am broken. Listen, I am destitute. I'm in debt. I'm Elijah. 
I've gotten so fired up, I've confessed the thing, and what I confessed is even affecting me. By this time, in three years, there'll be no rain. Boy, he was so powerful when he confessed that. Well, I'm Elijah. Don't you ever forget about it. I confess this thing. Got out there, and the confession was so true. He said, well, wait, wait a minute. My own confession is affecting me. What does the Lord say? Well, let me lead you besides still waters. Come over to this creek right here and sit down and don't move. There'll be no trouble in these waters. That's where I'm going to lead you. Next. Oh, he renews your mind. He renews your mind, your will, and your emotions. I'm going to restore your soul. Your spiritual man is taken care of. Now I'm going to deal with your soulish man. He restores my soul, not your neighbors only. Oh, I'm preaching today. Not across the street only. Not your favorites only. But the ones that ain't your favorite. Yours too. He restores your soul. Next. Okay, so he leads me in a path. And the one he chooses is righteousness. Wait. There is a path that a few people take. It's narrow. Not a lot of people take that. It's also known as righteous. But there is a path that a whole lot of folk take that is not so narrow. And not so righteous. He leads me in the paths of being right wiseness, a right position with him. Why? Well, come on and say it. For his name's sake. Anybody that calls on me, they got to believe it when they call on me. They get what I give. Next. Uh-uh. Stop. I done caught you. Let, let, me, let me sip on my tea. I'm the only one up here working because I see right now. Help him out, drummer. What's it, what is it saying on the screen? Read it all together. Now go back to the beginning of that. Of that. Though I what? I do what? I do what? All right, read on. Okay, through the valley, listen, listen, of the shadow of death. It's not biblical for me to go through the valley of death. Through the shadow. Hmm. 
I don't know if this is Brother Hagen or Brother Copeland, but I'm going to borrow it today. The shadow of a dog ain't never been nobody. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah, you know, I walked through the valley of the child of death. What? Uh-oh, you fired up now. You ready on this one? I will fear what? Fear who? Oh, all right. No evil. So I'm going to take a moment, and I'm going to go to Psalms 91. In my thinking... Because Psalms 91 is all about who I don't fear. And how I'm rewarded because I don't fear. Well, I feel like preaching. Somebody said, well, preach. I'm preaching already. Who am I going to fear? No one. What will I fear? No thing. I will fear no evil. Why? Say it. Because thou art with me. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. I don't fear. How can I claim to fear and yet he be with me? Someone said it right. It can't happen. This is good stuff. I can't fear. You, you see me back there, doctor? I can't fear because he's with me. Amen. I could preach this for 30 minutes alone. That's why the Lord didn't understand Peter's actions. He's about to be delivered over. That's not the time to fear. It seems fleshly wise that it would be. But this is what he came for. So there's no need for fear. Out of fear, not out of strength, but out of fear, Peter slays the man's ear or takes his ear, cuts his ear off of him. Remember that? Jesus was angry. You live by the sword, you will die by it. Now, the power of healing is amazing. While he's preaching, near death, he picks up the man's ear and puts it back on the side of the man's head. I would have had a revival. Am I in the right place? Hallelujah. I'm giving you time to write. Do what's right because it's right. You're a healer because it's right. Even if that person kills you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Come on, Brother Point. I'm teaching. You're a deliverer because it's right. Stephen 
is preaching. And he's preaching so and standing so that Jesus applauds him, saints of God, with a standing ovation. Stephen stands, Lord, forgive them while he's preaching. For they don't know what they're doing. They've made a decision. But because their decision is based in ignorance, he chose to do what was right. Forgive. Jesus. While standing in the kingdom. It's good stuff. You spend the rest of your life doing what's right because it's right. Ear in the hand, you have the power to place back healing and wholeness, which means no sign that the ear has ever been cut off. You do because it's right. Oh, de la masa, rego la basi, glory, because it's right. Not for the praises of men. We have to prove what is the perfect, permissive, boy, this is a good ending right here, will of God is. That's, that's not an option. That's an assignment. That's a responsibility. Again, we are to prove, write down if you don't have it, we are to prove what is the perfect, permissive will of God. You can put the is there or you can put it in. We are to prove what the perfect, permissive will of God is. Doesn't matter. The proving is yours. And you cannot do that, hallelujah, without knowing the mind. Now, uh, we're going to stay, put, just put a marker there at Romans 12, because we got to get started with verse 2. But take a second and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Are you okay out there? Am I too boring for you? Now, hold, hold there. There's something that's in my spirit, and I, I know we can do it. All right, so let's go with First Thessalonians 5 first. In verse 23. 
Let me know when you're there. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, which means you're divided. But he wants to sanctify the whole of you, right? And I pray, God, your whole spirit, all right, that's one part of you. That's the real you. And so what you're saving after you saved your spirit and body, which all of it's contained in. You have to save your body too. So his prayer is that your whole being, spirit, soul, and body, be preserved how? Blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You just can't throw it off and say, I quit. This is good stuff. Now, go back to 1 Corinthians. Just, just in case anybody decides, well, we're not three beings, we're just one being. You're three persons. You're, you're three individuals into one. Well, you don't have three different personalities. You have one personality. But your spirit, first and foremost, you have a soul to save and you contain in a body what you have to say. Now, let me just take a second. You can then look at, put it this way. I enjoyed, enjoyed the bowl games. Sports will always be a big part of me. Always. But the sadness is the individuals that participate. Many of them will go home not knowing whether they've done in life what they need to do. Folks even talking about playing football in heaven. Oh, he's going to be that great dunker in the sky. Uh, I'm just teaching. And I love sports. But I'm not sure there's a football field in the heavens. Because I haven't read on that. I'm not sure there's a basketball court there. I haven't read on that, see. I can only teach what I've read. Hallelujah. You can score a touchdown. That doesn't mean that touchdown is going to be worth anything in heaven. Men will applaud you. But there is a man to applaud you for every action. Good or bad. The Lord said, bear with me. There is a great cloud of witnesses. I believe he's in Hebrews when he talks about this. And he brings them up because they are your witnesses. Heaven is not like earth. Elder, if it were, then we wouldn't ask for it to come to earth.
when he said, pray on this wise, how did he ask us to pray? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What did he say from there? Thy kingdom come. Thy means of operations come. Thy will be done where? On earth. Why? As it is in heaven. Because what we do isn't his will and how it's done in heaven. I'm not against sports. You can't find a bigger fan than me. I, I, I'm not going to lie. If you can throw the football and catch it, I'm watching. You can dribble, pass it, and shoot it, throw it. You, I'm, I'm there. you dunk it, I'm definitely watching. I'll watch a little hockey. If you can throw it from the pitcher's mound, pass home, pass home plate, and we either hit it or strike over it, I'm watching. But the kingdom means more to me than all these events in their entirety. He means everything to me. Amen? Now, 1 Corinthians 9 and 27. But I keep under my body is that what he's saying? And bring it under what? So in order to keep my body to present it, I can ask my body to do things, but I have to make my body do things. Sixty-something days ago, my doctor said to me, you've got to lose weight. I can't keep doing the same thing and do that. Now they confuse me. You done lost so much, Todd. Are you okay? <laughs> Which one you want? How do you feel? I'm strong. Do you feel any headaches or anything? I don't feel any headaches. Not. Just thinking you should feel one. Okay, uh, can I make one? I'll make one. I want you to feel good about you. What's happening? What's happening is my body is under my control. And I can't always win, but I must keep fighting to bring it under and to bring it under subjection. Submission is willingly. Subjection is when there is no willingness involved. Your wife submits willingly, submits willingly, unless you're a nut teaching good. She ain't no good wife because, no, she's a great wife. You're a nut. Submission is willingly. Wait, can I have an, I mean, I need a man. I'm teaching good up here. Subjection is when you force that's good stuff? Uh-huh. Go back to Romans 12. We're almost done. Y'all turn out. Well, he ain't going to make it. Now you ready to leave. I like y'all. 
Lord did saddle me. Okay, let's see. We won't stay because I've got to go. I hear the Holy Spirit. So look at verse number two. Are you tired of the way we're going? All right, look at verse two. And be not conformed to this world. The word conform there, Dr. Barclay to me, is the greatest teacher on man's earth for this. Dr. Mark T. Barclay. Conform means to force fit. When I was growing up, you had a game that had peg, pegs, remember that? And you had holes. Now, you had to find all circular pegs, right, to fit into the holes. If you try to find triangle pegs, they're good pegs, but it's the wrong hole. Right? Force fit means taking that which is right, listen to me, and forcing it on that which is right. Because when you're unsaved, that which is wrong is your normality. And be not force-fitted to this world. Everyone seems to be. You don't start off loving to smoke. You have to force yourself to smoke. Come on now. Cigarettes are awful. So is weed. You don't start liking weed till you're delirious. Oh, let me teach up in here. You have to be delirious. You have to lose your mind. Because while you have it, you don't like the taste of it. It don't taste like nothing. Ain't nobody here like the taste of beer. Well, there's a few of you. We're, we're, we're praying for you. But there's no, no, you ready? Don't throw nothing at me. There is no sin about what you like. So don't, don't throw anything at me. You just don't engage it because of its potential power. Same with wine. You understand? All right. Now, <laughs> y'all are so funny. Don't force fit yourself. To it because the world does it. Crack cocaine tastes terrible. Heroin tastes terrible. Peels are terrible. You ever just tasted a peel? Here's what they used to do for me. Jackson, when I lay on that bed, they would bring me the pills. It'd be two or three at a time. And they would bring me a cold glass of water or a Sprite. And they'd say to me, you want to take one of these? Give me the water. Let, let me warn you about the water. It doesn't mask the taste. The Sprite will. So I'd have to make an internal decision. And for me, I wasn't in any condition to always choose Sprite. I chose it sometimes, but majority of the time I chose water. And oh, Lord, help us. After we take those pills, that water will reveal the taste. Mm -hmm. 
And you have to sit there and take deep breaths and deep breaths and deep breaths and wait for it to go down. When I say go down, I mean disappear from your evidence, your mind. So don't let the world cause you to force fit your thinking to it. But be ye transformed, and this is my last statement, converted, turned, changed, made a new person by the renewing of your mind, which means that unless you do that with your mind, you can never become what your spirit imagines. Amen. So be not force fitted to this world, but be converted, changed, renewed, remade. How? By the renewing of your mind. This is the only way. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Ty J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed. 